Twin sisters separated since birth or reunited by happenstance. Their family split by divorce. The two scheme to reunite their estranged parents. Switching places to save the family, what could go wrong? All of this can mean only one thing. We're comparing the parent trap on this episode of Retro versus Remake. Reggie Parker. And I'm Dan Bulick. Welcome to another episode of Retro, Retro versus Remake. remake. Oh, I could do that person now. <laughs> um, this is the series where we compare movies and the remakes. Join us as we answer the question, should the remake exist? Today's films are The Parent Trap. The, the Parent Trap, 1961. Starring Haley Mills, Brian Keith, Maureen O'Hara, Joanna Barnes, Charlie Ruggles, Kathleen Nesbitt, Una Merkel, Leo G. Carroll, Linda Watkins, Ruth McDevitt, Crahan Denton, and Nancy Cole. Directed by David Swift, screenplay by David Swift, and uh, this screenplay is based upon a 1949 book. In German, it's Das Doppelett Lachten uh, by Eric Kastner. In English, they just call it Lottie and Lisa. Um, and the music is by Richard and Robert Sherman, a, a brother duo. Nice. The Parent Trap 1998, starring Lindsay Lohan, Dennis Quaid, Natasha Richardson, Elaine Hendricks, Lisa Ann Walter, Simon Coons, Polly Holiday, Maggie Wheeler, Ronnie Stevens, Joanna Barnes, and J. Patrick McCormick, directed by Nancy Myers, and this screenplay is by Nancy Myers and was co-written by Charles Shire, the music by Alan Silvestri. The, the screenplay was written by Nancy Myers, who directed it, and her husband, who was the producer with Charles Shire. It's interesting that they worked on the movie together about, you know, about husband and wife who were divorced getting, you know, reunited, right. and then a year later they would get divorced themselves. Well, ain't that something. <laughs> I just thought that was an interesting little tidbit there. The original would have a cool song about that. <laughs> All right. So, Dan, what's your first experience with this film? Good question, Reggie. My first experience is for this podcast. I had no idea what these films were, <laughs> as uh, exemplified by my text to you while I was watching what I thought we were watching for this episode. I was watching Freaky Friday going, oh man, this is great. We're, which one are we watching? Because there's three, and you're like, well, we're doing The Parent Trap. Oh, crap. What is that? <laughs> which, which is funny, because I text you earlier in the week. I was like, which movie are we watching? <laughs> so yeah, I'd never seen um, either film. I think I remember hearing about the remake when it came out. Lindsay Lohan's first role, so um, but I had never seen it yeah. until this podcast. A role that she got over like Scarlett Johansson and a yeah. few other act actresses. Um, <clears throat> so I have a little bit more experience with these films. Well, with the remake. So last year, or maybe two years ago, I did a uh, comedy show where we were supposed to pitch movie ideas or something like that. And I pitched The Parent Trap House. So I had to watch The Parent Trap, um, which was probably the first time I really watched that movie because... Mm -hmm. uh, I was never um, a young girl. It never really appealed to me. Um, so that was interesting. So I have some experience there uh, breaking this film down. And the original didn't even know it existed. This is first time oh. hearing about it, really. So, All right. All right. So since uh, we didn't have a lot of experience, uh, maybe you have. Either way, we're going to break down the synopsis. So identical twins separated at birth and each raised by one of their biological parents. I don't know why. 
later discover each other for the first time at summer camp. When the twins first meet, they have no idea they are related and form a mutual disdain for one another. They begin to pull a series of pranks on each other, and after one prank goes too far, the two girls are isolated together for the remainder of camp as punishment. In isolation, they realize that they are in fact related and hatch a plan to switch places in order to meet the parent they have never met and eventually reunite them. The parents. <laughs> the switch goes well at first, but the girls hit a snag when they discover their father has a new girlfriend to whom he intends to propose. This revelation leads the twins to end their charade a bit early to have their parents meet to switch them back. The twins plan a romantic dinner to get their parents back together, but that doesn't go as planned. In a last ditch effort, the girls dress alike so their parents are unable to tell them apart. They will reveal their identities only after returning from a planned family camping trip. Their mother lets the new fiance go on the camp camping trip in her place. And during the trip, the girls play several pranks on the fiance. In frustration, the fiance reveals her true colors and the twins father decides to call off the wedding. Each film ends its own respective way as the twins' parents rekindle their relationship. You'll notice in that synopsis that um, I couldn't use anybody's name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One person in the entire film. Um, yeah, the plots are so similar, but for some reason they decided to change everybody's name. The two twins uh, are renamed after, like I said, the director and the producer's kids. Mm. Wow. So that's that's cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but like, there been, you know, there's nothing wrong with Susan and Sharon either. <laughs> It could have worked. Um, you know, uh, weirdly enough, that's probably one of the few name changes I actually like. Like the Alley Halley thing, I kind of like that. Um, but it's pretty much Susan and Sharon yeah, as well. It's, it's there's really, no difference. It really mattered. It's the low hand. <laughs> so, uh, given that, you know, names don't necessarily matter, I think what really comes, it comes down to the character descriptions. And you can't talk about these two films without talking about our lead. Uh, playing against our lead... <laughs> The twins in this uh, film, okay, in the 1961 film, we have Haley Mills, who uh, plays Sharon McKendrick and Susan Evers. What are you doing with her picture? It's my mother. But it's my mother, too. And in the remake, we have Lindsay Lohan as Hallie Parker and Annie James. So, let me see, uh, teenage girls, right? Like, uh, yeah. almost teenage girls. Um, in the original film, Hallie Mills, I would say the one kind of early distinction is that she's a little bit older. The, uh, she plays 14 in the movie. Yeah. Doesn't factor in too much um, in that regard. And I would say one of the other big changes is that um, one of them is from Boston, the other one's from California. Versus Lindsay Lohan's character, where one is from England, right, and <laughs> quite British, and uh, the other one's from California still. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'll give it to the remake. It makes because she has a British accent mm -hmm. in the original, and it doesn't really make sense yeah. when you have a British accent <laughs> coming from Boston. Yeah. So I was a little confused about that, right. and I'm like. Her mom doesn't really have a British accent. It's huh? like, maybe the grandma, kind of. Maybe. Yeah, so it was just a little confusing that she had the most British accent among like, all the people in her family. You know, Not knocking her performance. It's a good performance she gives, but it's just, why do you have a British accent if you're from Boston? It's um, it's strange. Um, you would expect more like a Boston accent, especially in like, the 60s. Um, I'm just imagining that like that Boston accent has got to be pretty harsh in that time frame. And... Uh, no, no, she 
does have a similar effect. So, like, I didn't expect her to be from Boston <laughs> because I watched the remake first, right. and she w- she had that like that effect still as if she were from like a more formal yeah upbringing. So that's kind of what I'm talking it up to. It's like I give her education. Maybe they just teach her to speak a different way mm-hmm. from that all that money and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of. In a, well, I guess, you know, in a certain sense, I could see that dichotomy because, like, although Boston, I wouldn't necessarily put it in there like a Connecticut or something like that, but, you know, there's college towns out there. Yeah. Harvard. Exactly. You know, so maybe she's got this, like, formal upbringing that's implemented. And I could see California still being kind of, like, loose in a new wave. So. Yeah. Yeah. That fits. Uh, but to your point, I think, yeah, in England. <laughs> <laughs> With the accent, it works a lot better. But I will say this, um, because I had never seen either film before, like I knew Lindsay Lohan, there's only one Lindsay Lohan, I did not know that Halle Mills was the only uh, one playing both twins. Yeah. I was shocked. Where, like, I, would, I was kind of like, is it just the same girl or is it two separate girls? Like, I did question it sometimes, because yeah. like, sometimes you can tell the film looks a little grainy mm-hmm. when, uh, when you see both their faces at the same time. But for the most part, I was unsure. And then when I finally went on Wikipedia after watching the film, I was shocked yeah. that a m- movie made in 1961 and having the effect of the same person play twins just looks flawless today. Pretty, pretty clean. It's clean. It's it's as clean as it can be. Like it looks great. And there are other effects in the movie. There's a lot of rear screen projections that look yeah. terrible. Yeah. But the effect of having the two girls or the one girl play both of them it was it's flawless and it really holds up well excellent use of stand-ins yeah um the way they covered the stand-ins face when they had both of them it mm-hmm. was it was great and it still holds up today so just kudos to the original film because yeah. i couldn't believe it was the same girl yeah i got a little lost in like because i looked at the imdb before i looked at the wiki and i was like oh maybe someone else is playing it right i was like okay they got two similar looking actresses because it was that good i was like this looks like yeah I, like you mentioned, I didn't expect the tech to match the way it did. And uh, mm-hmm. it was really impressive. Um, right. And, you know, I think the remake takes a lot of cues from that when it comes to stand-ins mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I would say that if, if you're looking at the technical aspect of it, besides some of the rear screen projection in the yeah. park and that underwater scene, it yeah. <laughs> a little goofy. But, um, no, if you look at it, it's just, it holds up. I mean, I would put both these films against each other in that yeah. technical aspect. Yeah, it's really incredible. Especially because you have the, the cheesy rear screen projection and the underwater scene mm-hmm. where it looks so fake and like it did not age well at all. <laughs> no. But like having the girl play the twins, like, yeah, wow. Yeah. Holds yeah. up incredibly well. Better than some effects today uh, yeah. for having the same person play two people. Yeah. I'll say that the uh, the weakest part is the wig. <laughs> that wig is a yeah. little, little, uh, little odd. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, it works. Like, you can tell the two apart very easily. That visual comes across really well, you know. Yeah, I mean, like you said, kudos. I got nothing but praise for how they pulled off that technical feat. Yeah. I guess going to their personalities, there's not much I can really think that makes the remake stand out or the original stand out too much. Um, there's small like traits or hobbies that they have, like mm-hmm. in the original. One of the girls, I think it's Sharon, is a really good piano. Yeah. And she plays piano a couple times. And in the remake, uh, Lindsay Lohan, both of them like poker. Yeah. That was like 
so important, like, oh, I can't wait to play poker here. And then the other girl's like, oh, does anybody know how to play poker? And then they finally play poker. And I'm like, man, poker's going to play heavy part. Yeah. This is going to be like fucking uh, rounders. Yeah, rounders, <laughs> Christina Royale. I'm like, and, and then there's no poker after that. So I was like, wait, you, there was such emphasis on yeah. poker yeah. in the beginning of the film. I thought for sure it would come and play. Yeah, like they played yeah. the fiance in a high yeah. stakes <laughs> so like, You get to marry our, our dad if you lose in this game poker. Yeah. No, no, they just wanted like... I think they worked that around that royal flush line. I think that's really. <laughs> I guess so. I thought that was fun though. Like I, I'll say that that um, the pranks in the remake and their general attitude is more fun. I think it's kind of sign the times. Like you have like mm -hmm. a '90s film versus like a '60s film where there are a lot of expectations for how uh, young women should behave, um, how they should come across. We get actual interactions with like boys in uh, the original. Right which is um, a fun change when the characters doesn't really get to interact because she's in trouble. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I thought that, that was a good element in that they played off of um, uh, when we get to the mother character, like the mother being concerned about her right. interaction with boys. I thought that stuff was good and that was a distinction. But uh, the remake really plays into, like you mentioned, the poker scene, um, which is a lot of fun. Uh, when they're fencing, like that's a lot of fun. Like the remake does action with these girls in a more kind of like yeah they're pranking each other but um it doesn't feel as like malicious right exactly it's a, like in the original it feels like these two really hate each other <laughs> yeah it's yeah it really is vicious what they do to each other in, in the original film i mean even though they both kind of do that um on that kind of gopher trap yeah. thing and it's, it's a lot more elaborate and a lot more home alone-y yeah. in the remake which you know me if you try to introduce home alone in these remakes i don't like it right and um but it's like it still feels like more malicious yeah because of the consequences of what it does in the original film that's very because cool. now she can't go to the dance none of those girls can go to the dance and that's like the only time they're gonna see boys right over right. the summer so it's like not only are they embarrassed in their cabin's room but now they can't go to the dance too. yeah so yeah a lot more malicious in that original film i mean like you know, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about even further, like, after that prank, the retaliation is to cut the dress. Yeah. And it ends in a brawl, like yeah. a literal brawl. <laughs> yeah. The girls just smack each other. Like, there's a lot of smacking of yeah. these girls in this original film. Yeah. That's pretty intense. Yeah, then they just they start it, fighting. They get it from their mom. We'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Then they just start fighting. They ruin the music because the mm -hmm. only record player gets destroyed. Yeah. And then they knock into the food table and then that gets destroyed. So yeah. All the music, all the food is just completely destroyed. They ruin the whole dance. So yeah, their uh, rivalry has consequences beyond just the two yes. of them. That affects everybody in <laughs> yeah. camp. As opposed to the remake where they just, the two of them, yeah, they butt heads a lot. But it's like, it really just affects the camp counselor at yeah. the end of the day. Like yeah. they get like... It caught in the crossfire, I guess. I would say that, like, you get that 90s slapstick fun of, like, okay, the counselor guy, um, was it, like... Home Alone. Yeah, They're getting yeah, Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Chocolate or something on her head and, talk like, feathers and stuff. So, like, yes, there is that, like, violence. But, like you said, like, 90s violence is humor. Right. <laughs> right? Like, you mentioned Home Alone. So, like, hitting the guy in the head with a, a paint can... Is, isn't played to like horror, it's played to... Because <laughs> it's not played realistic. Right, all. right. So, uh, the, the original plays it very realistic with this yeah. stuff. Um, there's nothing funny about that fight. I guess the funniest thing would be the cake 
fall okay. on someone's head. Oh, and then the punch. Yeah, uh, that saves the punch bowl. He's like, I got it. And then the punch just goes in his face. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. That was pointless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, like, yeah, those moments are humorous. But, like, you just, I don't know. It doesn't feel like these two are going to get along exactly. at any yeah. point. So, the turn is more pronounced. But I, I, I still think that the remake um has the benefit of uh, just playing that scene more comedically. Um, the introduction to the parents, uh, finding out that they're related, felt a little more organic in the remake. Like, uh, instead of just a random photo, it's a photo split in half. Yeah, a little cliche and tropey, but like, okay, you got one half of a photo, I got one half of a photo. First, like, where'd you get that picture of my mom's? Like, I just have this picture. <laughs> um, that's a big difference, though. They're like, the one that has never seen the mother has a photo of her mother, at least, I guess. Mm -hmm. Which kind of then, now that I'm thinking about it, like, never ask questions about... I guess she, she has a sister, you know, so... Yeah, it's it exactly. They make these small changes in the remake, and it does make you ask a few questions that you wouldn't be asking, because they yeah. just tweak things here and there. Yeah, it is a little bit weird, I guess, that she's just going to hold up this photo and just never ask her dad. Yeah, ever. yeah. Because like, in the original, it was like, I saw a photo, but then it disappeared, so she never actually had it. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Yeah, I, I'll say the like the remake handled it pretty well because like you just had the the split, but I don't know. I, I think that the general setup of both films is problematic. I mean, like yeah, yeah. It, it's a confusing scenario for me. I don't know if it is for you to have like we got a divorce, but I'm gonna take one kid. You're gonna take that. Like, would you pick your favorite kid? Like, just, <laughs> like the. It's a fun movie scenario. It just seems so strange yeah. to do. It's, ter it's horrible, horrible parenting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> I mean, it is sweet when they're all reunited in mm -hmm. both films, but then it's like, well, why did you even yeah, allow like, that to happen in the first place? Yeah, 11 years, like, <laughs> yeah. at this moment, 14 years for some people. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I think that um, the other major difference between the characters... Um, they they both do talk about like he mentioned their different hobbies and one bites her nails and stuff like that. I think this screen time that we get with Lindsay Lohan is sort of more the modern acting. We get a better feel for like her personality. Um, but like I think that's just really they introduce more scenarios for them to kind of interact with people um, where the personality matters versus like in the original. There doesn't seem to be that big of a distinction between who they are, so it's just like they're just having conversations that aren't always built around. Hey, wait a minute, you're using the wrong words and stuff like that. I don't know. It feels like there's less of that in the original. I could see that. Um, I mean, I, I didn't really mind it too much. I don't yeah. really think they did much more in the remake to really distinguish the two girls. I mean, just having the. British accent more pronounced in, in the remake. That's probably I, thought, what it is. I think was just made it more obvious that they were okay. You're you have a British accent because you're from England, as opposed to you have a British accent because you're from Boston. I'm yeah. confused. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that that point you're making is probably where I'm coming from. Is that the difference is so much more obvious and apparent that like I think it feels like they're playing into it more. But you're right. Overall, it's kind of the same, but. I mean, it's more plausible. <laughs> it could be more of a cultural thing too, because you got you know someone who's American versus someone who's British. So mm -hmm. you know just that that background coming in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Although we miss that uh, Comte, Aunt, Aunt. Yeah. 
I like that. That's yeah. good scene, especially like in the original when she's leaving the camp. Yeah. I can't wait to go tell my aunt. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and then, then the counselor's like, what the hell are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? That was a good little scene. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah, I, I think if we had to break it down, um, it's probably more just the writing and the scenario. I have a, a slight preference for Lindsay Lohan's take. I think it's because of the fun, playful banter that they have versus the more like malicious <laughs> fighting stuff. Um, look, the, the fencing scene's a lot of fun. Um, the poker scene's a lot of fun. Uh, there's all these fun moments that you have with them. You're kind of invested in their story. You're ready to go on this journey with them. The original, um, it, it's kind of, it's a buildup because at the beginning there's so much animosity. So I have, a, I have a slight preference for the remake, but I think every actor involved um, whether it's the original remake did it, a phenomenal job. Yeah, they, everybody did a great job. I'm actually just gonna go with the original because, mm. like I said, I didn't know it was the same actress. So you know, yeah, and the way they were able to pull that off. And plus, the the performances aren't that different. So mm. I'm just gonna give it to the original there. And I do like that it's a little more malicious. So it is a little more satisfying when they finally yeah. come together. That's fair. I actually like that because it's yeah, just more conflict. So the resolution is just more satisfying for me. So I'm gonna give it to the the Haley Mills. Okay, okay, we're on a split here, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd say the thinnest of margins, I got it for uh, Lohan, but uh, you know, maybe it's just a modern, <laughs> a more modern person that I actually know, so I think that could be weighing my decision. Uh, you know, moving out of the twins, because I think we'll get more into them as we build out these characters. Uh, I felt like the most important character after that would be the mothers in both films. Um, I would say they, have probably the most screen time outside of the twins. In the original film, we've got Maureen O'Hara as Margaret Maggie McKendrick. Are you sure she's Sharon? Of course she is. Aren't you? And in the remake, we have Natasha Richardson as Elizabeth Liz James. Sudden curiosity about your dad, huh? Mother, you can't avoid the subject forever. At least tell me what he was like. Maureen O'Hara returning from our uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah. She's great. It's fun. In the remake, we'll start there because um, Liz, uh, her career matters a little bit more. Um, again, not that any of this ultimately makes any real difference, but uh, I thought it was interesting to make Liz like a famous um, wedding gown designer. Um, she's known by other characters that we'll talk about um, outside of, like, people know who she is. So, um, not not a huge, huge difference, but interesting backstory. We get to play in some scenes with her kind of at her career and stuff like that. Versus in the original with um, uh, the Maggie McKendrick character. It doesn't really seem like she works necessarily. <laughs> she, uh... She volunteers at like the Red Cross. She seems like a socialite and stuff like that. So she does fit that kind of standard 60s, um, though she's not a housewife at the moment, kind of like housewife, like her career is her volunteer work and some of the other stuff that she does. Um, again, ultimately not consequential, but I thought it was interesting to note that modernization by making the mom's career a little more prevalent. Yeah. Um yeah, they gave Liz the job of the wedding dress. Um, I guess it gives her a little bit 
more background, but yeah, like you said, it doesn't really affect the story. It kind of like seems like it might because when she meets the fiance, it's like, whoa, okay, she's actually gonna make the dress for her. It's kind of mentioned, but then mm -hmm. as soon as her true identity is revealed, it's kind of dropped and we don't really hear about it. So yeah. it is sort of inconsequential. And I will just say this too, because you know they get married at the end, spoilers. Uh, her wedding dress is pretty bland yeah. <laughs> for, for this famous world-renowned wedding dress designer. It's uh, it's like, that's your wedding dress? You know, you thought I had something a little more elaborate. I know it's your second marriage to the same guy, but yeah. come on here. Yeah. Let's, let's step it up. I, I'll say this, that um, one of the major differences that, that I noted was uh, Maureen O'Hara felt like she got to have a lot of fun in this role. Yeah. Um, you know, when it first started, you kind of, like I mentioned, you got like the standard... 60s housewife um she plays off her mother quite a bit um in some of the early scenes where uh you know there's expectations of how a woman should behave in that time but i think that when we do get to see her interact with the father character you see that um there's there's more <laughs> behind this person than uh meets the eye like she literally like it was a weird ass punch but she was like <laughs> <laughs> She punches the father at one point. She's got a pretty sharp tongue. Like, some of the lines that she drops mm -hmm. in the movie, I'm like, jeez, that's vicious. <laughs> yeah. Um, she really... Um, well, she starts out very unassuming. Mm -hmm. um, and she's a very loving and kind mother. And then when um, Susan meets her for the first time, it's a very nice warm scene. And then, you know, she's just kind of a, almost a typical mom at that yeah. point. But then, yeah, as soon as she gets to California, and especially when she meets Vicky, yeah. then she really comes alive. And she really, like, just dominates every scene that she's it's in. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, she really chews it up. And, like, and she <laughs> is able to deliver lines so condescending that aren't necessarily condescending, but the way she says them, like, she's like, oh, you're as cute as you can be. But yeah. the way she says it, yeah. it's just, like, it just feels like daggers, right? Yeah. But, but she has lines that are not subtle at all like uh she's talking to father at one point and i, I remember this line she's like yeah why don't you go on with your child bride with her electric hips i was like i don't know what that means but the way she said it i was like jesus dude but yeah um in those I, I think that 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 does fit that like 60s socialite mold though where like the shade has to happen quietly and like in those moments where like she's not, she can't just be like, fuck you, yeah, right? Yeah. So she's like, no, oh, oh, you're cute. And she goes up to the mother at one point, it's like, nice to meet yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, when, when she does, cause there are moments like that in a remake, but when she does it, it just hits so much harder yeah. in that original movie. So man, that was, it was fun watching her yeah. work. Yeah, she was really enjoyable. Like she really like hits her stride when she gets to California and has yeah. to interact with Vicky. It's really great. You know, um, Nastasha Richardson uh, does a pretty solid job as mm -hmm. well, but she never reaches the level that Maureen O'Hara really does. Um, she does kind of get drunk, I guess. Yeah. She doesn't really drink, so she's a little drunk. That's yeah. about it. I don't really have much to say yeah. on that scene. Yeah, I feel like that. Um, that's the kind of the dichotomy between these two portrayals, right? That um, in the remake she's so nervous about this meeting that she gets drunk like you mentioned for the first time and like when she first meets him again it's kind of like it's not her best footing because she is drunk and you know sure he still likes the way she looks and you know they have a, a nice enough conversation ultimately making the drinking actually inconsequential yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right um 
But, you know, I, I don't know, like Maureen O'Hara's character gets to do so much yeah. in this film. Um, uh, even when she's interacting with uh, the husband, so like she's reading him the riot act and stuff like that, um, her ex. It, she just has so many good killer lines that just go right to the jugular. Uh, <laughs> made you feel like, holy shit. And um, you get some good backstory too in the interaction with the, the ex-husband when uh, he talks about her Irish temper and it's like, <sighs> you get to see it. <laughs> you get to see it. Um, not necessarily PC to say that anymore, but uh, yeah, when she gets going, you know, maybe not everyone sees that about her and maybe that's why their relationship broke off originally. Uh, when she gets going, she gets going. Dude. Like, just fun, attractive woman, smart as all hell, but scary. <laughs> and like I said, she's got a nice, it's weird, but she's got a nice right... <laughs> Right straight, dude. Yeah. So at the end of the movie, when um, the fiance is tricked to go into the camping trip, I found it just a little bit more believable that Marion O'Hara was able to kind of orchestrate that, as opposed to Liz, who's like, you're just so nice. I, yeah. mean, I can't really see you like plotting and scheming that the way that um, Maggie would. Yeah, Natasha Richardson is playing like, like you mentioned, almost like the typical loving mother the whole time. You see her getting nervous, like we mentioned with the drinking. So, like, there's never a moment early on where she takes control of the situation. So when she kind of gives the wink and the nod about the camping trip, it does kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah. You know? Um, it still works. Like, the storyline works and you can follow it. But in comparison to the original, of course, Maureen O'Hara was like, Because yeah. hey. <laughs> at that point, they were all in together right like the twins and the mom were on the same page in that film they're like this lady the fiance <laughs> this lady sucks and the mom basically gives them tacit approval to just <laughs> ruin her life <laughs> get rid of her you know um it, it that scene just hits so much harder and and the remake like you still get the same effect like you said we hit the same beats overall but uh the character work that we established early the interactions that she has with the uh, the father in um, the original, they it, it just when you get to that moment, it makes so much more sense to your point, and it just yeah, it's super believable. Yeah. So yeah, I mean ultimately, um, yeah, I think what we're getting at is that just Maureen O'Hara's character feels like the type of character that would do that camping trip right ploy, and I think it worked really well, um, but. I, I mean, we really can't dive into the moms without the juxtaposition with the dad. So maybe that's the next place we yep, go. Definitely. Um, taking us right into that, Brian Keefe in her 1961 film plays Mitchell Mitch Evers. You didn't think it was going to change, did you? Okay. And uh, in the remake, we have Dennis Quaid as Nicholas Nick Parker. What about your mother? Dad, I'm almost 12. How long do you expect me to buy that story that the stork dropped me on your doorstep? I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this right now. I don't even know who's Brian Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this man? What does he do? Why is he rich? <laughs> he has a ranch, is that it? That's, uh, that's seems to be his character trait. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a little unknown why he has all this money. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's he's a really big guy. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's a very big guy, and 
Yeah, I don't, I don't. It's it's a weird comparison. They're they're actually really different portrayals. I, I would say so. Um, I'm actually gonna start with Dennis Quaid because I think it's just a little bit easier to talk about him. Um, Dennis Quaid, I guess he just has like this warmth. Mm, yeah, he's a yeah. very a lot more loving. I would uh, agree. Of the two fathers, um, just the first time he sees like first time he sees his daughter that he hasn't seen for a long time the first time he realizes who it really is even the first time he sees his ex-wife right he's just like i don't know he's got that that dennis quaid charm yeah. <laughs> there's a reason that guy's a star yeah, yeah. <laughs> um he's got that like smirking like yeah. half smile thing just like oh Allie. yeah yeah it's, it's great it's yeah it's really warm um you don't really get too much of that warmth from brian keith he gives a little bit of it when he realizes who daughters or he realizes that both girls are together but um he's more of kind of just like um like a comic foil almost yeah, in a way because yeah. like there's a lot of jokes just on him and that's fair he's kind of just like the goofball he he's like he's a classic like you mentioned he's a big guy he's a 60s square jaw guy um uh so by definition interaction with his daughter are inherently awkward like there's no yeah it does not feel like um, even when he's hanging out with the daughter that he thinks he's hanging out with, it doesn't seem like he's comfortable in that role <laughs> as a dad, which kind of makes sense, you know, like a, a single dad in the sixties trying to raise a daughter by himself. Yeah, he probably probably did a horrible job. <laughs> um, I just like you mentioned that warmth isn't there. Like uh, I find it more believable that this guy is like a playboy bachelor. Yeah. Then uh, Dennis Quaid, who seems to, how, how do you put it? Like Dennis Quaid seems like he's kind of wrapped his life up in his job and his daughter. Mm -hmm. um, by definition, uh, this the original father, like you can't be so concerned about your kid <laughs> um, being a man in that time. So like Brian Keith, play. I mean, he plays it well. Um, it's just not. It's not warm. It's not loving. Yeah. So you know, he's a he's a man. <laughs> I will give it this though. Like when um, the ex-wife is describing him, like or someone's describing her. Oh, it's usually the maid who's describing him. It's like yeah. you know he's not really a charming guy. He's just he doesn't he can't really talk to women. It's just right. uh, his money. So I, that's more believable with Brian Keith because like yeah, I can believe this guy is yeah. really charming. Yeah. But like you got Dennis Quaid. He's Charm City, that guy. <laughs> so it's like that line doesn't exactly work when describing Dennis Quaid's character. Mm -hmm. It's like your dad's not charming. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this guy? It, yes, he is. Yeah, it's just um, I I would say that that's the biggest difference here is that Dennis Quaid pulls off this this likable character. Yeah, all around. You get why the daughter likes him. You get why the mom liked him at some point, and it feels more natural when they're having a conversation it's like what happened and they they really almost can't piece together why they broke up you know there there's definitely elements of of the breakup is like well you know he asked me to leave but you never came to, to get me but i can see why brian keith and <laughs> maureen o'hara broke up because uh they're they're literally having a a, a fight like a literal fight at one point um of course brian keith's not throwing punches but i mean Still, there's violence in that relationship. That's just not there with this Dennis Quaid character. Mm. So it's very easy to get on board with Team Quaid mm. in this uh, this remake. I will say this though, like I know there's no like fighting physically or verbal fighting in the remake. That's, I kind of missed that. 
that they didn't have that yeah. at all. Yeah. There was never a moment where the mom and dad like just like argued like at all. I mean, it wasn't. There was no argument. It was just like one part. She just got awkward and she didn't want the relationship, so right. she just stepped away. There was never any fighting. So it was like, yeah, why did these two not only divorce but decide to raise the children separately? Right. Right. And then as opposed to like the original, it's like, oh, they fight all the time. Okay, these people shouldn't be together. Right. Right. That's why they don't even want to share the kids because then they'll have to deal with each other and it'll just end it, in another fight. The extreme move of splitting up your twin daughters feels more plausible in the original because right. they will fight. Mm -hmm. um, like you mentioned, the Irish temper, the uh, him just being kind of like the square jaw, aloof guy. Um, that all makes sense. Um, I do really like in in the original when he, you know because Maureen O'Hara's character has so much agency and is kind of yeah. like pulling the strings mm -hmm. when she's wearing like the housewife outfit and she's like um mm -hmm. you know like it felt very natural for him to be like oh shit you know maybe yeah. maybe this is maybe this is who, who I should be with um, but you know it works to your point though um, in the original it works. Because he's not charming, to yeah. have it be so jarring that this young woman who, I mean, she looks just as old as Maureen O'Hare, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that, but uh, it, it is more jarring when this young woman wants to deal with him because he has this gruff demeanor. There's not really a lot there. Versus Quaid, um, he's got a successful vineyard, he, you know, he jokes around, yeah, maybe he's not the most charming guy, but it, it doesn't feel like he's you know, socially awkward or anything right. like that. So, um, there, there's pros and cons, but I think overall Dennis Quaid just fits the space of a more likable character like we talked about. Right. And it's easier to get behind him. Yeah. So I like Dennis Quaid's portrayal of the dad, but I guess if I had to pick the couple, I just find the, the original couple just more interesting. Yeah. Just because, like, even the ways they were able to just start the fights, like, they would start almost loving, and then they'd be really, like, complimentary to each other, and then it's just the way they turn. Yeah. <laughs> and like, well, all of a sudden, Vicky, oh, now you gotta bring Vicky into this. Oh, don't you? So, I, I just enjoyed their interactions more, just because there was more to do for the, the actors. That's a great distinction. I think that, uh, on an individual basis, it's very easy to look at like uh, Quaid and uh, Richardson and say, on an individual basis, I like what they're doing. But as yeah. a believable couple that is divorced, mm -hmm. that had all this strife in the past, oh yeah, the original, hands down. Um, again, I think the remake gets a lot of benefit from the writing, like them having their their first date on the Queen Elizabeth. So it kind of makes sense how their relationship started in that remake. Like that part works really well, but just, you're right, the original, I don't know, like I just watched these two, like get like I watched her, I watched her belt him in the yeah. eye. So it was like, yeah, I believe this, this like quick burning relationship. It's like the highs are high, the lows are super low. And it, because there's that range, it's a very believable couple um, for this implausible scenario. Yeah. First remake. Why yeah. Did, why, why did they do that? They exactly. It, it, there's just questions of the remake. You know, we're saying that Dennis Quaid's like this really loving and heartwarming guy, but then, so he is like, you know, we find out he's collecting all the wine bottles from their wedding, which right. are like impossible to find and like it's taking forever to find. So like, 
you know, it shows that he still loves her. So True. it does bring up the question, well, why didn't he like go after her? Like, why are they divorced? And also if he's so loving, well, why did he met and got engaged to a woman? Like while her, his daughter was away for just a few weeks. It's, that, it doesn't fit his character. That's odd. Yeah. Yeah. It fits more of Brian Keith because like, Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. He, he would do something that stupid, but like you think you're like Dennis Quaid, you'd have more sense than that. Come on. <laughs> right. Right. I don't know, like, Brian Keith, you know, we don't have a lot of background about his um, his father character. Like I mentioned, we don't even really know what he does for work. No. But, I, yes, the daughter's overplaying her hand by saying that, like, oh, he's got this revolving door of women, which is a kind of a, something that's described in both films. It's a joke, yeah. more or less. It's meant to get the fiancé upset. But it's super believable that Brian Keith yeah. is a player. Like, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Super believable. Um, Dennis Quaid, you know, he feels more like a recluse, even with these charming personality traits. So, like, yeah, I, I believe that Brian Keith would date 26-year-old women in California. You know, like, he seems like the type of guy. Yep. Not, not Nothing necessarily wrong with that. <laughs> Just, you know, he, he, he feels like that guy. So, you know, I think that the remake writes itself in a lot of good positions but i think that 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 fundamental confrontational relationship between the couple mm -hmm. doesn't read as true so yeah and as a combined like aggregate yeah the original couple are overall better even though i tend to like dennis quaid on the individual level more but marino hair is so strong yeah. it actually pulls brian keith up yep. and it works really well Totally agree with that. Yep. Should we go on to the fiance who we've been mentioning? Yeah, I think that we have to talk about the fiance in both of these films. So, it, our girlfriend slash fiance character in the 1961 film, we have Joanna Barnes as Vicki Robinson. Are you inferring that I'd marry your father for his money? If the shoe fits, wear it. And in the 98 film, we have Elaine Hendricks as Meredith Blake. Everything all right? Well, no, actually, it isn't. I didn't realize that you were going on this little outing. And to tell you the truth, I'm not so sure that I'm okay with it. So, Meredith Blake, to me, is a more fully formed character. We know that she has a job. She's a publicist, so... Her ability to be in the same vicinity as Dennis Quaid makes a little bit more sense. Uh, she's tied to his career, kind of in the sense that I'm doing a publicity piece for him. So it feels like a, a more natural um, relationship. She, does, I mean, she doesn't look that young, but she does look younger than uh, uh, the mother in this film. So, like, that kind of holds up. That original film, when I look at Joanne Barnes, I'm not seeing anything very, like, distinctive about her like they're telling me she's younger than that guy right which you know i guess like everyone looks younger than that guy <laughs> um but like we don't we don't get a lot of who is she? like what's her background um where where that gets substituted is we get a lot of the interaction with her mother which helps to fill things out but i don't know meredith blake to me feels like a pretty good foil and a really good kind of villainous character to play against. Joanna Barnes, yes, 
and like no, you know, like I just don't. There's not much to her in the film. I didn't really um, see much more with Meredith Blake, actually. Mm. Honestly, I know she gets a, a job and she has this kind of rogue. Uh, gallery of characters around her that we never see again like her publicist who yeah. shows up or her partner I don't know who that guy was like, yeah. I thought it was gonna be like a subplot like she really loves that guy and then she's just kind of kind of like Tommy boy like this is really her lover and she's gonna marry the old man for his money but like no we don't see him again and then we see like her parents uh, very briefly and then we don't see them again so mm -hmm. it's like I I had a little bit trouble just like necessarily following her at times because like the people around her just kept changing and yeah. we never saw them consistently again yeah that like assistant guy that's in the yeah. golf cart was like yeah i was like oh they're gonna they're gonna be together plotting and then he's never there again so i was like oh, okay he was there he to was cackle once yeah <laughs> just to kind of show that she's evil so she could tell him like i will be evil one day okay sure yeah. so i don't know it didn't really do much for me i mean i overall i thought there was pretty similar the, mm -hmm. the performances of the two actors because they kind of just do exactly the same thing <laughs> in both films like the way they meet the daughter at the pool or the lake and then like you know just immediately butting heads with the daughter mm -hmm. and even the way that the twins take care of her at the end is pretty identical it's... you know it's maybe maybe even a little more malicious in the remake because I'm saying you put somebody on a floaty raft with, who's been on sleeping pills, they're gonna drown. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it's a possibility. Um, but overall, it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, the only thing I really thought that was different was um, in the remake, she does give the ultimatum, like, is it's either your daughters or me. And so like, oh, so that's just a little bit cleaner yeah. how that relationship ends. So yeah. it's like, oh, them. So they, he was never given that choice in the original. She just kind of stormed off and then he just said kind of after the fact, well, it's over. And so it's just a little bit cleaner how that separates, but I thought the performances were just kind of the same and the characters overall I thought were similar. Yeah, I would say that, uh, again, kind of like the theory of, of one character elevating another one, I think that by Dennis Quaid having a line where it's like, I choose my daughters. Mm -hmm. And even when he punishes them, he's like, remind me to thank them later you know like he recognizes that he was acting a bit silly with his Meredith Blake character and that his daughters and his ex-wife kind of helped pull him out of that funk um yeah no they, they pretty much do the same thing um <laughs> overall I will say that the plan in the original I don't know I mean it's the same thing right but like yeah I don't know, like, plotting with her mother felt better than plotting with a person we're never going to see again. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, at least we bring her mother in a couple times, and her mother has a... Her mother had, like, such a, like, a creepy voice when she's talking to the yeah. little girl. It's like, hello, you little cutie. I'm like, ugh. I'm going to share on this one. Stay away from her. <laughs> totally, totally. Like, the, I don't know, like, the... Um, the mother in that sense felt more... Clearly, she was on board with, like, this plot right so you know they talk about common law property in california mm -hmm. and stuff like that yeah. so i think that that's an interesting factor because meredith blake is solely acting on her own instinct versus the original fiance who's right. kind of yeah she's bad but also like her mother's on board so right. that takes um that vicky robinson that takes her responsibility like of course, she's responsible for her actions, but 
her upbringing is not great. You know? <laughs> so, no, I, I, ultimately, we just have two different, to your point, two different approaches to the same <laughs> yeah. conclusion, really. So, um, yeah, not much to say about the fiance. Really, uh, not really. Uh, um, the only thing worth noting, I know we kind of brought her up, but like the mom uh, in the remake is portrayed by the original Vicky. So that's that's just worth noting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, where the hell are the names here? Yeah, jo Joanna Barnes and Vicky Blake. Yeah, so yeah, so Joanna Barnes just reprises her role as Vicky. Her name is Vicky in the remake too. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm, you can call me Auntie Vicky. So um, that was cool to see her, but she only has like one scene. Yeah. And then like the guy who plays her husband isn't anybody. I thought he was another actor from the original, but he's not. Right. He's just right. kind of a random, so. Yeah, that's noteworthy. The ultimatum is noteworthy, mm -hmm. but other than that, it, the end, or at the end of the day, it's pretty much the same character. The same has the same arc and goes through the same kind of trial or whatever the twins ordeal that the twins put her through. So. Right, right. I will say that uh, because you brought up the parents, that uh, kind of honorable mention character here, Linda Watkins plays Edna Robinson. Um, Who's Vicky's mother in the original? She gets a decent amount of screen time. She yeah. gets to play off of her really well. And I, I felt like, like you mentioned, that creepy voice. And, yeah. Uh, her whole vibe was off, and there's some great moments where Maureen O'Hara throws shade. Um, was like, oh, he's so nice to meet you. And yeah, she's, yeah. <laughs> and she's talking to Edna because uh, Edna seems more age appropriate. It's like there's a lot of fun that happens there, um, but yeah, ultimately. You've got this gold digger fiance who has plans to marry the father for his money that are thwarted by these twins and their mother to various degrees. And they basically do it the exact same way. I'd say it might even be worse than the original because you know that mother-in-law is going to leech off him too. Yeah. You don't know if that's necessarily true in the remake. Yeah, I think the remake parents are, are pretty neutral. Like yeah. they, they just, like you mentioned, they're there for the cameo. And then after that, like, I, I didn't read those characters as bad guys. I no. just read them as, hey, yeah. we're the parents. Yeah, especially since it was the actress from the original. She's like, oh, yeah, and she, your name's Vicky here, too. That's so fun. <laughs> I have, I'm having fun now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and, yeah, I, I think that uh, you really couldn't, yeah, you really couldn't, like, give that to either one of the actresses. Like I said, I tend to be slightly in the merit of Blake camp, but I think that, again, it's sort of my familiarity yeah. with the film, familiarity with her just playing that role that's uh, leading that out. But I think there's some really solid scenes with the original actress uh, at that golf course. I think there's some, you know, strong moments um, there. So, yeah, I mean, uh, kind of a push. Yeah, she has a, a great scene. Um with um, one of the girls, I don't know which twin it was in the original film though, but she goes like, are you suggesting that I'm only after your father for his money? And then the girl just goes, if the shoe fits, just throws that sass, that exact same sass that her mom kind of just yeah. throws at her. So I, I don't know, I, just, I like the, the digs at Vicky in the original more. Yeah, you know, kind of going into this, I was thinking, oh, look at all these characters, you know, he's got a vineyard, so that's why he has money. She's a, a publicist. Um, she makes gowns. I'm like, oh, these things matter. And then I'm like talking about it. I was like, no, they don't. They don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> all these small changes that really don't affect the overall plot at all. 
Let's, oh, we're going to do poker a lot. Who cares? They hit these beats. Um, I would say one of the major differences, though, since uh, we've gotten past kind of like the fiance here, is the remake does use the sort of the housekeepers, the butlers in a way mm-hmm. yeah. that are more entertaining, I'll say, than the original film. So, in uh, the original film, the kind of the ranch hand and the nanny type character both come like from the father's side of right. the equation and that would be uh, Crayhan Denton as Hecky, the ranch foreman and um, and Una Merkel as Verbena the housekeeper. Mm-hmm. To bring this kid back for I thought we got rid of her. Oh, she was hanging around the airport. I thought I might as well get her out of there. Uh-huh. How was camp? Oh, swell. Which kind of replaced by in the remake, Lisa Ann Walter plays Chessie. Okay. You got something you want to share with the class there, Hal? Chessie, you, you gave me a fright. I gave you a fright? Uh, who's Nick Parker's housekeeper in the original film and Haley's nanny. And um, in the remake, and also the butler, I guess, would be Simon Koontz as Martin, mm-hmm. who is more on the English side of that yeah. equation. James Residence? Annie? Yes, Martin? Dad sounds just like you on the phone. I'm sorry, to whom did you wish to speak? <clears throat> Martin is kind of his own thing, so we'll come back around to that. I would say that uh, that comparison would really bring to Una Merkel as Verbena, the housekeeper, mm-hmm. and Lisa Ann Walter as Chessie, right. the housekeeper and nanny character in the remake. Now, um, Una Merkel as Verbena, I, I enjoyed her performance fun. so much. She did, she had this great thing where she's like, you know, it's none of my business, and I, I'm not going to say talking, anything. I'm not saying. But that <laughs> Vicky, like she always said that, and it was just every time she said it, like it's the same joke over and over again. But I found myself laughing every time she did. It was a good. It, it was, was a good bit. It was a good bit, and she delivered it like so flawlessly. And then like you know she would say it to the kids, and then she would even say it to the dad. Right. And he'd be like, oh yeah yeah, you don't say anything. <laughs> it's it yeah. just it was such a funny beat that she had, and it, I, I enjoyed it every time. You know they play with it a little bit with Lisa Ann uh, Walter, but she doesn't really do it as much no. as it was done in the original. No. I think that, uh, again, the original, um, because I think the original is written for these characters, I think that when she delivers that line, it feels better. Right. Um, because we've we've established this sort of housekeeper that can't keep anything to herself. <laughs> right? Like, it, it's hilarious because... She's saying she's not talking about it, but the first thing she's going to do is talk about it. And uh, we even see at one point when the kids takes on that scene. Yeah, that, yeah, that was so really fun. charming. In the pool scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. It was like, yeah, I'm not saying he dates a lot of <laughs> but women. You, but you know me, I don't, I don't talk about people like that. <laughs> it's, it's a great running bit. Uh, really builds out that character. It makes Rubina a very fun, fun character in this film. Yeah, Lisa Ann Walter in the remake, she doesn't play the humor, at least not at that level, the same. I think that where she shines is her reaction to like realizing that the kids have swapped. Right. Like 
you get this very emotional scene. Mm-hmm. It's like I haven't seen her so long, and she's crying like Dennis Quaid. Like, why are you looking at her like right. that? <laughs> right, it's it's heartwarming and it's played to comedic effect at the same time, which is hard to pull off. Yes, but I think yeah. it worked in I, that scene. I found Chessie to be a lot of fun, um, but the thing about it is Chessie's a lot of fun because Martin's in the movie. Right, exactly. You know, <laughs> like Simon Coons' uh, Martin is a fun, funny character because he's very uh, unassuming. Like he's like, you know the the butler guy. He's not like a heartthrob type character but like I don't know he's got this he's got this edge to him and when he's around Chessie they have a, a a real romantic connection that plays out through the movie in a fun like clean way I really enjoy that sort of side story that B or C plot that they have going um but you know Verbena by herself is just, yeah <laughs> she's just a force of nature uh Martin has also like a great um kind of thing with the kid mm. he's got the the handshake you know you're, you see a handshake in the beginning when he drops drop her can yes. you're like oh what's going on here uh, whatever but then like you realize that the twin is going to have to do the exact same handshake when she sees him at the airport and it's just fun to bring that back and that was a little fun moment to it's see a, again it's a highlight of the film um yeah there's a scene early on and they do it again in the movie where they play uh the soulful strut and forget the uh the artist but they have a secret handshake martin and um Haley or Annie, it doesn't matter. One of them. <laughs> That's why I keep just saying the twins, <laughs> the yeah. girls. Which I kind of learned that handshake for uh, some comedy show I did. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's it's goofy. Um, they, the hands go over, and then you up top, up top, then you they switch places, and then you do this. It's it's a whole stupid thing <laughs> that I learned a lot of, of that choreography. Um, fun, though. I mean, like, this Martin character in the remake again I think where characters work well is when they defy expectations Maureen O'Hara's character defies expectations I'm a socialite from Boston I'm such a nice lady in the next scene I'm punching you Martin is like yeah you know I'm the butler but he's got secret handshakes he's a heartthrob (laughs) apparently when it comes to Chessie so like it's just really fun to see that interaction and his character is a great great addition to the movie because his counterpart would be effectively would effectively be Crahan Denton's Hecky in the original film. Like Hecky, uh, he doesn't have a real relationship with anyone. Um, I would say his funniest scene is when they put him in the goofy like gypsy setup at the Italian restaurant. But like, other than that. Yeah, there's not much to his character. Um, he's just there for support. He, you know, he's on the girl's side, mm-hmm. but doesn't really have too many funny moments. Uh, he's kind of has one charming moment, I guess, when one of the girls comes home. He's like, "Hey, I thought you left her for good. What did you bring her back for?" <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a little fun, playful moment he has with the kid. But other than that, he's just really a background player. Yeah, doesn't have an arc or anything. Yeah, I would say that uh, Chessie and Martin individually or already kind of fun characters um they for what they're tasked to do i think they pull it off really well and then because they're fun characters when they have a connection it's like oh yeah i want to see these two kind of hook up for some reason um and in the original the farmhands because they're from the same place they already know each other Mm -hmm. there isn't that that like oh i'm just meeting you we're having this romantic relationship 
really, honestly, Hecky isn't very funny at all in the in the original. And uh, Verbena's actually quite funny. Right. So, you know. Um, but, and they're not going to get together because there's a huge age difference between oh, yeah. those two characters as opposed to Martin and Chessy and they're pretty much the same age and roughly... I just thought it was a little bit weird though, because Chessie, because like she's pretty much the same age as the dad. Yeah. It's like, are they gonna? Why don't they? Oh no, it's a question, it? right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. like I don't understand. Like I wasn't even sure that she, like, what her job was. Like, is she the maid or housekeeper? I, I didn't really know what she was doing there because she was so young. Why would you need her? You know what I mean? Yeah. Why, why would you need her there? Uh, I think I think that it's one of those things where like you gotta um, you gotta hit the checklist like. There was a maid in this movie. We got to put a maid in this movie. But I think that they utilized her really well in this remake. But to your point. I, I, I got a solution right here. Just make her the sister of the dad. Bam. <sighs> Clean. Yeah. yeah. That, that explains why she's living there and why they're not together. No questions. Yeah. No, yeah. If you make her the sister, that's that's a lot cleaner. Um, there's no question about their romantic interest. They yeah. can't. They're family. And it makes sense why she's there. Yeah. Her His sister... Which would even elevate her, who spent her time helping him after his divorce. I mean, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, you wrote a better movie. Yeah. <laughs> you wrote a better movie. But uh, <laughs> it's not her job. <laughs> um, well, I, but yeah, but to your point, um, Chessie and Martin, the, the two of them, they get a lot more screen time and just a lot more to do than uh, Vabina and Hecky. And I think that's because. They replace the grandparents' role yeah. of the original film. That's why we get more screen time with them because the grandparents are barely in the remake at all. The, if they're there, um, I, if there were two grandparents in the remake, uh, I'm sorry because I only remember one, which would have been uh, Ronnie Stevens playing the grandfather, and I think he's only there for the uh, tobacco smoke and peppermint line. I and mean. he's outside the phone booth when mm -hmm. she makes a phone call. That that's about it. Yeah. But yeah, he's pretty forgettable and. They don't have much bigger roles in the original film, but they were memorable roles, so they're definitely worth bringing up. So we have Charlie Ruggles as Charlie McKendrick and Kathleen Nesbitt as Louise McKendrick. And, um, yeah, like I said, very small roles. Um, you kind of hear about the grandmother before yeah. you see her because she's got the short hair, and everybody's reaction's like, your grandmother's not gonna like that, your right. grandmother's not right. gonna like that. Right. And then uh, the grandmother, you know, she has a little bit of an issue with it, but overall, she's able to come around and be fine with the haircut but she's very uh dismissive of the grandfather yes you know everything he's just oh you're just being silly or you're just rambling go or read your newspaper yeah, yeah yeah so she like completely ignores him and all his input he even says like i know that my input's probably going to be ignored but this is what i think about the situation right. right but he has a great um moment i mean he has a couple of actually pretty good moments he's the first one to realize that the grand who the granddaughter really is yes and he also has this great moment once the granddaughter reveals herself that he like he gets the grandmother. He's like, "Come with me, come with me." She's like, "What? What?" Just give them a minute alone together. Yep. She's like, "What? That's my granddaughter. I have the right." He's like, "Look, <laughs> yeah, I'm putting my foot down right yeah. now, okay? Like, I know you, you dismiss me and all the time, but right now it's their moment, and we're gonna stay out here whether you like it or not." And I thought I was like, "That was a very that was a great, very moment. strong scene." Yeah. When he says, basically, he's finally putting his foot down. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that um. It's, it's one of those sort of scenarios that we've invented that, you know, does it really go anywhere? Does it really matter that the grandmother is so aggressive? Not really, but uh, it if you're going to have the grandparents so heavily featured, it's good to have that 
dynamic. Mm -hmm. I found that um, Kathleen Nesbitt was really interesting in the moments where she wasn't in the film because she had such a domineering personality. Um, people kind of snapped to attention when she was in the room. So that was fun and having that that back and forth with the grandfather, uh, that was a huge payoff to your point. Yeah. Like having him finally step up for himself felt good. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that the remake adeptly switched focus from the grandparents who yeah, they're there, but like it, I think it it takes away from the mother-daughter relationship to have so much of that grandparent influence, and I think that's why that scene hit so hard in the original when um, when Charlie Ruggles is like, "I'm putting my foot down. Right. We're staying out of this." And at that point, they're kind of, for the most part, out of the movie. Right. At that point, well, he has one more scene where he. Uh suggest that maybe you want to not wear your old-timey clothes <laughs> maybe you want to dress a little more that was modern. a good scene for him that was good i don't know if you noticed but he's smoking in that scene he just ashes into his hand and then just kind of <laughs> <laughs> drops it on that's the floor. really cool. that's really cool yeah i i do like that assist of like eh, you yeah. wear that mm -hmm. mm, you want to try something mm -hmm. else yeah, and then he comes out of the room after like talking to yeah. her about getting a new wardrobe, and then you know there's the there's the girl in the hallway, and then he's you know he's on her side. It's, yeah. it's part of the plan. Yeah, but to show that the shift that they do in the film, uh, that's basically what Martin does in the remake. Martin's like, you put on this little number, and you yeah. have him eating out of your palm, basically. So I I generally like the shift from the grandparents because there's no, there's ultimately nowhere to go with them right like yes it's important that they have grandparents but their relationship is established done like okay we could mess with that tension but it takes away from our our main goal here <laughs> is to parent trap mm -hmm. and having the grandparents there and now we have to deal with their relationship which is done well in the original but the remake making the housekeepers as it were or the nannies and butlers more important actually plays well because we have uh, this B love arc that we can get behind because you've established these two characters that are a lot of fun and um, in in the ending when you're watching like photos of those two interacting you're like alright Chessie and Martin I don't know I think it worked really well um, the grandparents were fine and I thought that they actually brought a lot to the table to your point with the uh, the dress and just the grandmother's overall demeanor um, I think it's I think it's also like a sixties thing, right? Like you got this this woman who's divorced. What's she doing with herself? <laughs> I think uh, I think the family element was important, but it was just, I just like what the remake did. I think that shift in focus was good. I, I was okay with the shift. I really liked the grandparents in the original, and I do like Maureen and Chessie. But I thought like once they were kind of playing that love story with them, they got a little bit boring because yeah. <laughs> they weren't as fun anymore because they were just focused on the romance they were kind of stringing it out and we're like we know it's going to happen just just go for it I yeah. don't know so I, I thought they lost something yeah. <laughs> a little bit I mean yeah. you wanted it to happen but it just um, you know like the tight hallway where they go, yeah I thought that was like it's like oh come on we already we, you two already like probably already banged like a yeah, hotel yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like we don't need to have this awkward scene on the I, boat too I'll serve you ladle you don't want yeah. a ladle That's like, so I was, I was like mm, I'm okay <laughs> with this like I I wanted to see Martin do a little bit more with his like his leather coat and just to see him be a badass. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. I don't know. I, yeah. Um, 
you know, I think it all comes down to preference. It's like, would you rather see this familial aspect that the original has? And I think that the grandparents played, to your point, they played really well in that film. Um, the grandmother's not very likable, though, I no. think. And I think that's where where my preference comes into play here is that she just kind of sucks. <laughs> Which is cool because we get this, this great turn from your grandfather. Like, it's right. kind of worth that turn. But um, if you're going to give me two characters I kind of like, I, and I do get your point, by the midway point there, they serve their purpose, <laughs> ultimately. Um, but at the same time, like, I would argue that the grandparents don't serve that much of a purpose in the original. Like, they do things that move the plot along, but you could get there without them, is kind of where I, I fall. Yeah, I guess I could see that. But you could also kind of argue. Oh, we, <laughs> you, you can. I'm, I am Team Chessy and Team Martin. <laughs> I'm going to be Team Grandparents then. Nice. Is so. that pretty much all the characters that are the same in both films that are important? Yeah. And I, was, I got the counselors here. Yeah, I would say the, that's pretty much all the important characters. I have an honorable mention section for, uh, mm -hmm. really it's for the, uh, the remake, but uh, in the original... You had Nancy Culp as Mrs. Grunker, uh, who had that cake fall on her head. You had uh, Frank Duvall as Mr. Eaglewood. Yeah, punch. Which, yeah, <laughs> punch. And um, I just thought their names were interesting in the remake. The Marvas. <laughs> uh, Polly Holiday as Marva Culp Sr., who owned uh, Camp Walden. And uh, Maggie Wheeler, who played Mar Marva Culp Jr., who was her daughter and assistant. Oh, I didn't know they were mother and daughter. Yeah, I didn't know that in the film. Though. <laughs> I like the Marvas, I found them to be kind of funny that one time in the <laughs> remake. So I wanted to give them a. Oh, okay. That that one, uh, the junior, isn't she from Friends? She was the Chandler's. Oh, Chandler. Is that, <laughs> isn't that the same actress? I think it is, actually. <laughs> I think it is. There's like the nanny kind of a thing going on there. Yeah, they were okay. Yeah, I mean, perfect. I think all the camp counselors were kind of just like, mm, yeah. It's okay. I, I will say, like, it is funny in um, when the twins are revealed or that. People th keep thinking they're twins in both films. Like, uh, like after they get in trouble in the mm -hmm. original, the head camp counselor's like, "And even for sisters to do that, uh, they're not sisters." What? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me! They look identical. And then the reveal and the remake, like after the sword fight, where like um, the daughter, the camp counselor, is just like, "What?" And then all the other campers are just looking at them like, "What? <laughs> How yeah. do you two look exactly?" So it's, it is fun um, to see their re camp counselors reactions to seeing the twins side by side but they're pretty much just secondary yeah yeah completely secondary and that's why they're in the honorable mention category uh characters that you don't really care about but you know i just thought the name marva i was like why marva <laughs> so there they are fair enough here's a character i really want to talk about okay. from the original film who is not in the remake and that is leo g carroll as reverend dr mosby Dr. Mosby. Dr. Mosby. For me, the highlight of the film is Dr. <laughs> Mosby character, because he's just he's just there as a spectator, just watching everything happen, and he's having a ball. Yeah. And I'm just enjoying him, enjoying himself. Yeah. Like, he has a great little introduction, too. Like, he's like, um, well, he's getting drinks for everybody, the dad, so he's like, Father, I don't suppose you indulge. He's like, well, maybe, since they're uh, celebrating the nuptials. And he's like, bourbon. Double on the rocks. <laughs> Very particular drink. The guy's like, okay, father, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you think, okay, this is 
he's a little bit funny. But then later when he meets the mom, he's like, he's like in love with yeah. her. He's like, what a delightful woman. You are so charming. He's just it's in like, love. How'd you let this one slip out of yeah. your hands? <laughs> he's just so in love with the ex-wife. And it's so it's funny. So fun. And then he's just watching the whole thing go down. And then they're constantly going, Reverend, do you want to maybe like go outside? Oh no, this is so out of the ordinary. I'm having a good time just watching. He's just got this the smile on him the it's, whole time. He's such a fun, delightful character. It's so good because, like, <laughs> they don't want to, like, they want to follow this, you know, he's a person of respect. He's a reverend. We right. don't want to, you know, show uh, bad face, and he's just having so much fun with him. It's like, oh, go ahead. What? This shit? Nice. <laughs> nice, dude. <laughs> Bourbon. <laughs> yeah, he's just <laughs> There's just so many shots of them just looking at him and then just raising his glass like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. He's a fun, he's a very fun character. Um, yeah, there's no equivalent in the remake to him, but like, man, those are great scenes. Yeah. Like, he's, he's an awesome, awesome Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't affect the story at all, but just that he's such a good comic relief. relief. Yeah, you didn't just need that because like everything's starting to come to a head. Like the, the mom and dad are getting together for the first time after all these years and you know, the, the realizing, or he's realizing at least the dad that, oh my God, both of them are together, the twins. So it's like all this emotional stuff, all this heavy stuff that mom and dad are fighting or the, ex, the exes are fighting and then he's just there just enjoying the ride and it's, what a perfect character for that. It's so good. Perfect character. I wish I wish we could do more of him, but because there's no you know, there's no juxtaposition, whatever, yeah. but like gotta bring him up because that yeah. He's a lot of fun in that <laughs> I didn't think I'd like him at all, but then it, just I'm just having a good time just watching everything. I love him, man. Yeah, and I think that's where um I think this is where the original film is very strong. It's characters that aren't supposed to act a certain way that are in on the bit, you know? Yeah. Like, Maureen O'Hara is the greatest example of, like, yes, I'm, you know, I'm a matronly woman, just, you know, a person of respect, but she just cuts so deep. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think the, the Dr. Mosby character, same thing. It was like... <laughs> hey man, I'm having fun. So. <laughs> I don't care that you're embarrassed about this. This is, this is great. There's nothing on TV today. <laughs> he's great too. Like even after he leaves, he's with the fiance and her mom, and he's just in the car. And he's like, "What a delightful woman!" It's a, can you can you believe he actually let her slip away? And then they're like, "Whose side are you on, asshole? You're supposed to be marrying me, not right. fucking her." So it's it's so great. He's so fun, 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 fun character. I mean, that's that's ultimately um, the characters that matter in these films. Um, I'll say this, that in the original, I think there are times where the music doesn't work, but uh, <laughs> uh, I felt like the opening intro song was really well done in that... Um, that yeah, kind of claymation, stop motion thing going yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, a lot of, a lot of older films and television do a really good job of their intros. <laughs> but you ever watch like My Dream, excuse me, if you ever watch like I Dream of Genie and like that intro, it feels a lot like that. So I thought that was fun. I thought the song was way better than I was expecting. <laughs> um, there's a song they do after that, like at the camp that sucks. And then uh, there's the, the like rock song they do as a family that I thought was fun. So I felt, I found the music to be 
time appropriate. Like yeah. it was the sixties. Well, so in the early sixties, like the Beatles aren't even a thing yet. Yeah. So it's yeah. like rock and roll hasn't really progressed as much as it, right. it will. Um, but yeah, that let's get together is ridiculously cashy yeah. and I was just humming it like all week. I'm like Lindsay Lohan in the remake, just going, Let's get together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's not in the remake, but at least they they, she hums it, so you mm-hmm. get a little bit of it. Yeah, I didn't expect Lindsay Lohan to be singing because that would be come across really cheesy. That would be so strange. it was a good cut, but it was an enjoyable scene in the original film. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought that um, when they did music, that there's one time where I thought it was a little much. I think it was like at the dance actually, but uh, that's the same song. Actually. Oh wow! Well, then I can go fuck myself. <laughs> 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 it's the let's get together. It's, yeah, because I rewatched it and I was like, oh, so that's maybe why the girls are singing it. Okay. Because they heard it at the dance. Well, I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> I like all the music. Well, maybe because it is a different version, obviously, okay. that's being played, so maybe you just prefer that, the way they did it. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> thank you for the save. That's the life raft. Um, yeah, no, um, yeah, that like 60s swing music um, fit this movie i wouldn't recommend it for <laughs> every movie but i felt like uh it actually helped elevate the film in uh in certain ways and the remake you know um that soulful strut i think it's one of the highlights i think anyone that watches this remake knows about the secret handshake that soulful strut song that comes comes on and it works really well other than that i can't remember too much of the music yeah i remember when she goes to London and they play that there she goes um, yeah which yeah. I remember from Sally Married and Axe Murder just played in that <laughs> movie a billion times uh, I did look up the soundtrack I wasn't sure what song Vicky or not Vicky uh, what's the fiance in the remake uh, Meredith Blake Meredith yeah Meredith She uh, she's listening to a, like an old hip hop song when she drives up to the house it was actually Fresh Prince's uh, yeah, just don't yeah. understand so it was like, like a few seconds of it and I was like what song is that she's listening to it sounds so familiar and I was like oh man she's yeah. listening to some Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff man it was- I, I did enjoy that thing. I, was, <laughs> I, I immediately picked up when I was like okay, nice. <laughs> so she's not that. such a horrible person yeah. she's got a good taste of music <laughs> yeah, she just likes money I mean who doesn't <laughs> Um, yeah, a lot more pop songs, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, I think the opening, instead of the you know the song that was in the opening in the original, it's like Nat King Cole's Love. Um, so, you know, it's like L... I, I, I can't sing it. I don't know the exact... L, the way you look exact. at me. There you oh, go. who knows what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it's... Um, the soundtrack's more recognizable, mm. for sure, than the yeah. remake. Um, yeah. Some songs I, like... I just rolled my eyes like bad to the bone over the poker game. So, oh, oh yeah, we're doing yeah, this yeah, song yeah. again. Like <laughs> bad to the bone peaked and married with children. Whenever Al Bundy had to destroy a bathroom or something. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, uh, it's from like Geico garbage commercial now that uses that. It's, uh, yeah, I mean it's, it was in Terminator too. It's been in, like so many other things. So just hearing bad to the bone again. It's, yeah, like, it's, uh, a, it's a tough baby. <laughs> real, real tough baby. Um, but yeah, no, like like you mentioned, the pop music really comes out. But um, I'll give the Sherman Brothers um, their due. Uh, I will say that those songs kind of hold up, man. Yeah. They, like you said, they're they're catchy. They're definitely period. Yes. <laughs> they're dated, but um, they still kind of yeah, they, they can get you moving. They can mm-hmm. get you moving. And I thought that the way the song played, to your point, the claymation, everything like that, in the opening, I thought that was probably one of the strongest openings that I've seen in a uh, in a film when you're doing that music 
yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't recommend it for everybody, but like, <laughs> it works really well for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So. Also, closing claymation too mm -hmm. in the films. You know, the the end on the Cupid butts. Just, <laughs> just had to bring that up because I was watching that with Sam. She's like, that was a weird way to put yeah. the end on right on the asses. <laughs> hey man, that's what they did in the sixties in Disney. That's, that's how we get down. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, two movies that are telling. The well, exact... the endings are slightly different. I don't know if we wanted to get to that too. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right, so we'll just start with the original. Um, after Vicky has stormed off, um, you know, the mom's just there in the kitchen, just like, oh, so sorry to hear about that. And then even the twins, they don't have this moment, I don't think, in the remake. They actually yeah. come down and they say, you know, Dad, we're sorry. We kind of sabotaged your relationship. It's not really our place to do that, but we did it. And right. so it's just, okay, they, at least they apologized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. They did treat Vicky pretty horribly. Pretty bad. And, um, you know, the dad's like, yeah, what's done is done. There's nothing you can do about it. So then he's just, like, kind of, like, tired from camping. And then, like, you kind of mentioned this earlier, you know, the mom just, like, going through um, the dishes or the pantry trying to make dinner. And then he's just looking at her and starts thinking, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe this will work. So then he goes, he's like, I'm going to go uh, wash my hands upstairs and just, like take a shower, get nicely, yeah, nicely dressed. The, the, the twins are like, where are you going? He's like, none of your business. <laughs> and then he opens the door and he goes, I'm going to bang your mom again. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, no, that didn't happen. Director's cut, maybe. Uh, but yeah, he goes downstairs and then they just, you know, they start talking again. And then, you know, he kind of apologizes to like the way he said things to her, like, because he... She complimented him for how good he looked during the dinner, and sure. he didn't. He was kind of like, uh, "I guess you look good too." And she's like, <laughs> "You're just a horrible person. You don't know how to say anything nice to anybody." Which is back to our point, like <laughs> that guy just has like yeah, no he's, charm. He's got no, uh, <laughs> but no like, charisma. but you know, he apologizes, and then he talks about the things he misses, and the things that he misses are kind of the things that would like start arguments like you mm. know when you would use my make my razors dull when you shave your legs and when you leave up your pantyhose in the bathroom it's like you know, I, I just miss it and i miss us and then like yeah. you know let's get together <laughs> and uh they pretty much do get together and then it cuts to the twins the one of them wakes up i just had the most peculiar dream <laughs> uh, it's us wearing these weird colored dresses and we're just walking down an aisle and then it cuts to like what she's describing and then you actually see them getting yeah. married yeah at the wedding and to the end and that's how the original ends yeah i think that i think that stuff works right like i think yeah. that a lot of times in film and you know novels and stuff like that like we focus on the aspects of love and marriage that are like ideal but I think that like what they like about each other is these nuances and these quirks and stuff like that mm -hmm. that other people may not like about them. Yeah. Um, he liked the domestic violence too. He's like, you want to hit yeah, you know, you me in the eye? <laughs> anytime, anytime. This I'm guy, into that. This guy likes getting hit. <laughs> That's how it goes down in, yeah. <laughs> in, that, in that ranch. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, but like I thought, I thought that was clean. Like you, you. Look at this guy who spent, whatever, 14 years kind of chasing around other women, trying to different things out. And um, I think it's such a good scene when Maureen O'Hara is wearing, like, the, the housewife right. dress. She's, like, uh, she's in the cupboard looking for things. She looks like the mother of the house. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, I missed out on this for so long. And it plays super, super well. I, I yeah. really like that dynamic, it, it made that whole 
storyline just buttoned up really well. And yeah, I mean, it's not always about like the bells and whistles, you right. know, the uh, the child bride and the electric uh, <laughs> hips. You know, that's not necessarily what's going to raise your family. Um, I mean, again, like this dad has like an outdoorsman type interest. He likes to go camping. He owns a ranch. So for this fiance to be like, I don't like this, it doesn't work. Right. But Maria O'Hara, yeah. she, she's down. So, yeah, clean clean ending. I, I really thought that that ending was super strong and helped pull this whole thing together. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a really subtle, like that, that small moment of realization when he's watching her going through that coverage. I, I really like that. It's, it doesn't like, they don't rub your face in it. Like, look, this yeah. is how they're going to get together. It's just like this kind of, oh. This is nice. I, I like this. I miss this. Yeah. And I want to keep doing this. Let's let's get together. Hey, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah none of them can play instruments. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody plays guitar. Just seeing her left hand not move at all like, <laughs> during oh, those chord progressions. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. And um. then just never showing her play piano. Also, I just gotta say, she's playing like uh. When she first like goes back home, she's playing some type of Chopin piece. I'm working on that Chopin piece, and yeah. just to hear her kick my ass at it, just yeah. you're like, oh dang it. <laughs> well, when uh, when he's like, I'll be going to play piano. Like, dan, 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 dan. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, like, come me go with some chopsticks. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, all right. Um, it was a funny little joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think that um, yeah, the opening of the film and the ending of this film are probably two of the stronger moments. <laughs> in the film um but i i do really really like that ending yeah. so glad glad you brought that up i have a remake you might have to jog my memory a little bit here okay. um i know that they they basically prank vicky to the point where she does get that ultimatum mm -hmm. um which is the me or you thing um <clears throat> or me or them yes so Vicky does ultimately give that ultimatum that's it's me or the girls. And Dennis Quaid's like, no question. Yeah. <laughs> the girls. <laughs> you know? I, I like I mentioned earlier, but I really do like that he recognizes that they kind of did him a solid mm -hmm. in this moment. Right. So that recognition is a difference, but one that I really enjoy in the remake, which him and um Liz just saying, that was crazy. I gotta punish him for like Forever, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, one day I'll, I'll thank them for this. I found that to be really clean. And um, from that point, if you want to take over, I'm trying to remember. Oh, I was trying to remember too. Oh, shit. All um, right, so, um, okay, so he gets back home and um, they're going to have dinner. Yeah. The two of them. And uh, she's going to make some pasta. And then I think that's when he's like, well, let's go get some wine for that pasta. So he's like, not only do I make wine, did you know I collect wine as well. So he's like showing her all these different bottles of wine. And a lot of it doesn't really matter yep. until he gets to this bottle of wine. And then she can't recognize it. And he's like, well, that's the bottle of wine from our wedding. What the hell? You can't recognize it? No, he doesn't say that. But yeah, he shows her the bottle of wine from the wedding. He's, she's like, wow, you actually found it? He's like, yeah, I actually found as many as I could. I got them all. Wow. So he's been collecting these bottles of wine all these years. Like I said, it's like, yeah, wow, it's really cute and charming. Why did he leave this woman or why did they never get together? So that, that's a little issue. But anyway, so, you know, they're having all these memories come back and then they're just talking about them and like why they split up in the future. And it looks like they're about to kiss. 
and then um oh chessie chessie yeah she her car pulls in she kind of ruins the moment but she's like i don't care we can still keep doing this right this is cool and then the mom liz is just like no she kind of pulls away they do not kiss she's like i'm going on my flight my flight is tomorrow and i am going on my flight tomorrow so mm -hmm. th that's that's it and then um she leaves you actually see the plane landing in england and you think oh okay they actually left and then um when she opens up a room um the one daughter she didn't take with her is in that room already. Apparently, they took the what kind of plane was it? Like a Concorde. Oh, yeah, they took the, the yeah. The, um. Um, they took the Concorde, and then she no, she says we took the Concorde. We had we realized after five minutes um, we wanted you on our lives. It was better that way. She's like, you we who's we? And then that's where Dennis Quaid comes in with his charming smile. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, you know, and they had mentioned this before, like. She had left on that plane for London and he never followed her. He's like, well, I did it this time. I'm not gonna make the same mistake twice. And then she kind of brings up a good point. What, so you followed me? So it's supposed to just make everything good and we're just supposed to be together? And he's like, yeah. And then she's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then they finally kiss and then we cut to kind of the credits and we, that's when we see like a lot of the wedding photos and everything. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how it ends. That's pretty much it, yeah. yeah. They go back on the, uh, the Queen Elizabeth II yeah. And uh, they kind of re they redo their wedding. Um, Pre made a good point about Concord. They uh, discontinued those flights because they were super dangerous. Oh. <laughs> so I'm glad that they made it. Interesting. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, yeah they they were fast. Yeah, they would, yeah, yeah. You get there pretty quick. <laughs> Too quick sometimes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and you know, I would say that uh, when you're looking at the two endings, um, that original ending is squarely sort of focused on the parents and you know ultimately the kids because the wedding and stuff like that but like it's it's focused on them uh this remake you know they fly the plane it's all cute and fun but then you're like you're looking at this queen elizabeth II footage in the credits which is a little weird yeah um and there's like photos of chessie and martin and stuff like that and it's yeah. just like eh, i get it like these are characters we like and me obviously more so than <laughs> you but uh um, no, I think the original just um, just more succinct and clean. You know, yeah. like we flew, you flew. I yeah, you know. it was more believable, more plausible. Yeah, well, for sure that, for sure that. So I don't know. Um, again, ultimately uh, the same sort of conclusion. Like they get back together. Right. But I, I do love the attention to kind of detail in the original of. Mm -hmm. The father seeing the wife and being like, oh, all right, this could yeah. work. Um, seeing their wedding actually played out, not photos of it. Right. I think that's pretty strong. And, and the priest showed back up. Yeah. <laughs> I got my favorite character back at the end. I'm happy. You're, you're a priest guy. I'm a Jesse guy. <laughs> you know? Go figure. Um, yeah, no, but like, e either way you cut it, uh, the movies did the same thing. Right. They did the same thing. Um, just, I think it would come down to, preference of different characters and things like that um, in terms of what you would prefer to see but yeah I think, I think both films handled their respective plots really well yeah all right um, anything else you want to talk about I mean like these are very similar films so there's not mm -hmm. really much they might have tweaked a thing here or there I guess just a couple things that I wanted to mention like some of the the kids at the <clears throat> the camp I thought were pretty funny in the original. Uh, like you said, there's a dance, so she's talking to some boy, 
Uh, I think his name is Stafford, and I think the hotel in the remake is named after him. For some oh, okay. Reason. Yeah, so that's just a little trivia there for you. But um, it's just cute, the interaction he has. Like, he's just coughing, constantly clearing his throat. <clears throat> and then con just his response is just, that's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, just the way young preteens interact with each other, just not knowing what to say or how to talk. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was really fun. It, it was fun to play off of Stafford, too, because... Uh, when uh, when the twins gets back to um, Boston, I was gonna say England, but <laughs> Boston, and she's like, uh, her mother's gonna go hang out with the Red Cross or something like that. She's like, oh, I gotta get this alone time. She's like, what's? When did you get married? Yeah, like, that's that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, all right, cancel everything. <laughs> My kids, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get with Stafford. I gotta handle this. Yeah, Stafford was fun. Um, I did kind of like that. They got to interact with boys at their camp. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, not a major moment, but you know, something a little bit different. Yeah, and then there's just another girl, like at the very end of camp when um, they're leaving, and there's this girl with a skunk in the cage. Yeah, what was that about? Nothing. It was about nothing, but <laughs> it was like this girl just crying because she can't take the skunk home because her parents won't let her. Yeah. I just thought that was so funny. She's like, well, I just want to take the skunk home. You won't let me down. So I've sorry. never seen someone have a skunk in a cage. Yeah. Where, like, <laughs> It was it was an odd scene, but yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I found it to just be. a funny beat, super fun beat. And um, in the original, I don't know if you picked up on this. There was a boy mm -hmm. in the girls' camp. Did you see that boy character? No, I didn't pick up. Yeah, I I only know it because I wasn't sure. Like I thought it was a boy okay. watching. He's the character. He goes. I thought this was a boys' camp. Okay. And then like he's like in a couple other scenes in the beginning. That's actually Lindsay Lohan's brother. Really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. I only know that because I looked up all all this stuff on like IMDb. But I just thought I'd throw that out. There's so a boy in the in, remake. In the remake. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. Man. He's he's so like in the background. Yeah. Right? You can barely hear his lines, yeah. and the camera's never really focused just on him. So he, he could be just a little girl with a short haircut. So yeah. I wasn't sure. I didn't pick up on that. I just found that there were so many other like more interesting characters uh, in that camp. But yeah. Wow. All right. Lohan's brother got a yeah. credit. That's cool. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess yeah. that brings us uh, to the, the grand finale, I guess. Um, Dan, should this remake exist? Okay. So um, I had a lot of trouble <laughs> with this verdict. Um, I was going back and forth as I was watching the remake because the remake has some really solid performances. I mm -hmm. mean, Lindsay Lohan's first movie, it's a star-making role for her, and she's just really great in it. She really sells the movie incredibly well. Um, like I said, Dennis Quaid is fantastic as the father. Really enjoyed him. Um, the other characters are okay, too. Like, I didn't hate Chesney and Martin. You know, I enjoyed I enjoyed sure, them at, sure. at times, but um, it wasn't, like, heavily invested in the relationship, I guess. Uh, but the problem is, it just follows the original script so close, and, you know, this Retro versus Remake, my whole thing is, did you do anything to, you know, justify being made? What did you bring mm. other than just solid performances? And I really struggled coming up with an answer, like, what did I enjoy more that the remake did that they didn't really do in the original, and again, I struggled. A lot of my notes that I took in while I was watching the movie was just like the original. That was my note. I did that note more and more, and I wanted to like this remake so much. Right. And I wanted it to kind of find its own voice and just do something different. Like maybe have the mom be the one that they have to break up, her marrying somebody, just anything. Give me something 
to just justify being made. And it, the longer the movie went, the more it just kept doing stuff from the original, and the more it just wasn't able to kind of meet what I needed it to do. Sure. So while I really enjoyed the performances, and I think it's a solid movie if on its own if there was no original, I just don't think there was enough to actually justify it being made. So I'm this was really hard, but I'm just going to say no because I don't think they did enough to distinguish itself from the original. That's fair. I think that uh, my experience is, uh, is different than yours. So I saw the remake before I saw the original. I didn't even know the original existed. So even in the sequence of watching this, I watched the remake first and then the original, um, which I think, again, could probably flavor my, my take on this. You're right. I mean, they hit pretty much the exact same beats. There's not really much different to it. Why do this again in that regard? Um, I'm glad that I got to watch the original to a certain extent. I think what the remake does a little bit better is uh, pacing. Um, I think the pacing's slightly better because they're trying to hit more obvious comedic beats in the, the remake, so that helps a little bit. Um, yeah, like Lindsay Lohan's star power, Quaid star power, all that, I think they uh, they really help this movie get off the ground. So, um, by that sense, I do get what you're saying. I get that, like, there's no functional reason why this movie should exist. Um, I think it's just, it's too important to the culture, you know? Like, there's a lot of people that just like this, this remake. Um, there are a lot of elements that I like about this remake. Boy, now it's tough for me. Actually, because I think the original handles the uh, the parent relationship better overall. Um, yeah, just to watch a funny version, a funnier version of this movie, I think that the remake should exist. Um, I think it just handles the same beats quicker and more modernized. So, like, I'll give them that. But you're right. I mean, it's not it's not very different. I just think that you'll save. A couple of minutes and basically get the same thing watching the remake so I'm I'm wouldn't normally do this but I'm giving that the the bump here that I think they just edit better in places so the movie should exist but yeah I mean that's pretty close actually because like they don't do a lot different yeah. at all so uh, you could just skip it but like the original is two hours man so does the remake oh wow they're the same length jeez yeah yeah they're both two hours and nine minutes why <laughs> yeah <laughs> holy shit and there's not even a song in the remake <laughs> it's still just this long you got me there um i think that my verdict is purely off of team chessy team martin all day <laughs> not stopping me i like them keep them in remake should exist that's my verdict that's fine that, i mean it's fair enough i like i said i went back and forth uh, a lot while I was watching. That's it. a tough one, dude. It, like when it got when they got to the hotel, they were doing some things that were different enough. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, I think I'm gonna say this should exist. But then immediately, kind of went back into the formula and just followed the plot, like yeah. beat for beat. And you know, even just going to the effects, like I said this before, like the effect of the twins in the original is just as good as the effect of the twins in the remake. Even though that movie came out almost 40 years I later. Know. So yeah. it's it's not like well it just looks so bad the original I mean the yeah the you know the water scene the, wa the water like scene anytime scene, they use the rear screen projection it's obvious they did it for the outdoor stuff because they probably had a lot of background noise so there's mm -hmm. one nice you know quiet studio but um you know the effect of the twins just holds up so well I could yeah. not believe it I'm just 
Like, I rewatched it just to try to see, like, like where did they cut? How did they do this yeah. exactly? And mm-hmm. like, I, it still, it just baffles me. It holds up so well. So it's just like, even with 1998 technology, it's like, well, it wasn't necessary. And they, they do their their fight without fencing masks. I mean, that's... Yeah. That's... Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, like, the effects are equivalent, more or less. Um, yeah, I just think that the only thing that's happening here is star power. Yeah. That's the only difference. Like, uh, do you like Dennis Quaid? Mm-hmm. Do you like um, Lindsay Lohan? If you do, then you'll probably like this movie. Right. But, uh, you know, most modern audiences have no idea who these original actors right. are. And that's really the only thing this remake's bring to the table. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, like, it's easier on, like, the modern ear to just mm-hmm. follow their dialogue. I mean, it's very old. And, you know, little children might have a little trouble following sure. like, what they're saying. Like, they kept calling the dad a ninny. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and yeah. I was like, what does that exactly mean? I know it's, like, something condescending. It's just a foolish person, uh, a ninny. So, um, you know, it's, it, it's very sort of dated and even just the dialogue, let alone the music, which mm-hmm. you already mentioned. Mm-hmm. So I, I could see, uh, you know, if you want to show this to like a kid today, just showing them the remake because it'll just be easier for them to digest. Because, sure. you know, I don't know if their attention span be able to just follow, you know, like the long shots that they do have in the original film. So, but like I said, it's so similar. I just can't justify it. Oh, I hear you, me. I hear you. No, I think, uh, I think that you're using a consistent metric or rubric here I'm I'm flying off the handle Here's, uh, <laughs> I think that the context of where Lindsay Lohan's career went is uh, playing a factor here for me I think um, just knowing how this movie has affected a generation of people is uh, is playing off of me so none of that has to do with the movie mm-hmm. so um, yeah I think your assessment is pretty fair uh, I'm going to give them again the editing I think is what what uh, brings it together, and I think that plays into what you're saying for like a more modern ear. Mm-hmm. Uh, this adaptation is more accessible, yeah. So uh, that's where I'm coming from, yeah. Like, I was coming here kind of like still on the fence. Like, mm-hmm. if you had said something or brought up something that would have made me go on, like, oh, yeah, that should exist, but even in our discussion, I was just kind of like writing my well, the remake didn't do that, yeah. Anymore. So, um, yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's an enjoyable movie for sure, but I just I thought the original did it already and did it need to be done again. Yeah, I mean, um, after our discussion, I'm actually thinking of several scenes where like the original actually handles it better. Yeah. Especially the ending. I think the ending is much stronger than the original. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that happened. There you go. <laughs> All right, so that's what we thought about the Parent Trap. How many people did I piss off in my verdict? Well, let me know in the comments if you're one of the people that Reggie mentioned that <laughs> that, that movie means something to. Um, next episode, Reggie. Next episode, we kind of were talking about this, and uh, we talked. I think um, we've come to the conclusion that when do something that's a little more comedic, um, something that's going to play into this because we. We recently did RoboCop and stuff like that. We recently did some sci-fi with uh, the Dave Yorkson still. So we want to stay away from that type of movie for now. And I think we're going to go uh, more comedic, even more comedic than The Parent Trap. And uh, we're going Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds, Adam Sandler. Welcome <laughs> back to the show. Yes, sir. Adam Sandler's back. Uh, we haven't seen him since The Longest Yard, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, yeah, Longfellow Deeds uh, will be 
the start of our next <laughs> episode. So watch your misdeeds. All right, well, that does it for today. Um, if you're following us, let me say this. All right, so if you're listening to us on iTunes, you know, if you can give us a five-star review, that would greatly help the podcast grow. If you're on YouTube, you know, leave a comment. We love seeing those comments. And if you're not subscribed, definitely give us a subscribe. Awesome. <clears throat> Retro versus Remake, you can find us at Retro versus Remake. Instagram, uh, on Twitter. Twitter. Yep. Facebook. Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, like he mentioned, um, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, maybe Google Play, go figure it out. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's great, great series. We have a lot of fun with it. We hit that 50 episode uh, milestone, and we got at least 50 more for you. There's sure. a lot of remakes yeah. out there, you guys. Yeah, we're, we're looking forward to that Scarface episode. <laughs> Scarface, that's gonna be fun. So, I'm Reggie Parker. And I'm Dan Bulick. And this has been another episode of Retro vs. Remake. Let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>